All right. Welcome into another episode of the Lowdown Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. Me and BJ both repping the shirts today. BJ got yeah. a little bit a little bit better lighting, so his looks a lot more colorful than mine. I promise mine is not faded. Well, it's also a newer one. This is my brand new uh, oh, okay. shirt that just came in this week. So rocking the new go. shirt today. There you go. That's Kinda, what I'm the TT's about. on Instagram on Wednesday, if you caught it. That's what we were looking out for. Heck yeah. BJ got it while it was hot, and you need to Heck every yeah. time you see a sale. Sales happen often, so as soon as you see us post about a sale or you're on T Public, just waiting, you know, they've got countdowns to let you know when a sale's about to happen on their website sometimes, too. So be on the lookout yeah, and you get some lowdown merch just like us. Today, ladies and gentlemen, is an all NBA filled episode once again. Sorry, WNBA crowd. Uh, we will be back with it here very soon. We won't completely just shut out the W, but we will be rocking some NBA only today. A lot of stuff to be talking about. Draymond and Jordan Poole got into it, so we got to talk about that a little bit. The uh, owner trying to get a uh, team in Vegas. And <laughs> Jamal Murray talking about the bubble was some of the highest level of basketball. You know, and, and I've heard over the years that people really discount the bubble, put an asterisk on the championships. Mm-hmm. So we got to talk about that. Yeah, and a little bit of NBA preseason action has gone on. Uh, your Mavs, BJ, finished a strong game against the OKC Thunder. Came out, I believe it was a 98-96 victory. Yes, preseason. indeed. Jaden Hardy had a good game. We got to talk about those Mavs and some preseason. So let's get yes, it rocking if you are ready to go. Let's do it, my friend. Let's Best point of the week. Yeah, and Cam is tuning in. On the road. Shout it. Heck yeah. T-shirts arrived yesterday. Let's go. Cam got the new T-shirts coming through. That's what I'm talking about. All right, guys. Let's get it rocking. We're going to start off with Draymond and Jordan Poole. That's actually super recent news as mm-hmm. of last night. And, you know, Thinking of it, you know, you see the report on social media, if that's where you caught it, wherever you caught it, whether you got the ESPN alert or not, uh, and you're just like, ooh, a little warrior scuffle. And, like, you know, you've seen things lately of, you know, people putting out polls about teams, you know, how many wins are these teams going to get? I've seen Warriors as recently uh, as the other day, and now we have a little scuffle within the defending champs here, Golden State Warriors all-star Draymond Green apparently threw a punch at teammate Jordan Poole at practice on Wednesday, sources told ESPN. Ooh, that's wow. And apparently, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about haymakers. They didn't get that specific. <laughs> uh, it said the two players have been verbally sparring prior to some pushing, which escalated when Green took a swing and made contact with Poole. Ooh, he hit him. Okay. Ooh, Not only did yeah. he throw that punch, he connected. Okay. Yeah, team officials it. are reviewing the episode. Okay. Poole wasn't hurt by the punch. Okay. So Draymond ain't got much in his punches. Apparently, that he held back just because that's what reports say, or yeah, maybe who knows. <laughs> and completed his workout before leaving the practice floor on Wednesday. Uh, Green has a history of challenging teammates, past and present, in practice and game settings. It is possible there could be some punishment meted out for Green for escalating the practice encounter Wednesday. The athletic was first to report the incident. BJ, what did you make of this move? Uh, this news, news when you first saw it, and um. How much discipline do you think is coming to Draymond Green for hitting his teammate? 
you know, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, expletive that you can't uh, really mm-hmm. say on this show. But uh, yeah, I was like, something's brewing. You know, tensions are boiling over with the defending champs and and just kind of interesting to see what, you know, where this comes out. And then the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, you know, this is actually probably not the worst thing that could have happened because these are two players. They're both in contract years, Drew. They're both fighting hard and wanting to, you know, go, you know, the kind of player that Draymond Green is. And Jordan Poole is, is, has, has everything that I've seen from him. He, he's looking the exact same way. He's, he's trying to, you know, be a baller, trying to get out there and, and do everything he can to help his team succeed. And so, yeah, when you're when you've got two alphas that are you know trying to their best le- their highest level to to have some success and 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 everything in practice, it's it's understandable that something like this might have happened. I mean, if you remember the last dance, Drew, wasn't it uh, Jordan punched Steve Kerr? Yes. In uh, before uh, they won like three straight championships after that, so it's not necessarily something that. Um, you know, I, I would expect there, there's going to be some probably like maybe a, a stern talking to. I don't expect there to be any time missed by either one of these guys. I Ooh. think they're, they're going to handle it internally is the latest that came out here on a Thursday recording. Okay. Um, it says uh, that according to Anthony Slater, Bob Myers said Draymond Green apologized to the team day for the altercation. Poole was there. He practiced. Draymond did not practice. Myers said the Warriors are going to keep the punishment internal. So we're we're not likely to know whatever punishment may come of this, but I imagine that it, it's not going to be where we're going to see either of these guys miss any time. It doesn't sound like it was a anything more than just, you know, a you know tough challenge in practice that you know got a little bit, you know, too tough or or whatever. And, and from what I heard, Drew, and you might be able to to tell me if, if you've heard differently, I heard a report that Draymond had bricked a shot. And Poole was like, pack it up, you're done for the day, or something like that. And then Draymond took a swing as a result oh, because yeah. he was frustrated. I don't like I said, I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, I mean, you know, just the little chirpiness and everything like that, trying to motivate your teammate to get to a higher level. I can certainly understand the you know, frustration boils over if 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 you had a bad practice or something, especially when you're trying to do your best to to secure the bag, if you will. Here's the punishment for Draymond Green that's going to happen from Golden State. Slap on the wrist. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. Like, yeah, pull, you got hit. It it didn't hurt enough for you to leave practice. You don't have to get a surgery. You didn't get a broken nose or anything. Uh, you had a little scuffle. And... Didn't have to wear that mask like um, Tyler Hansborough did or yeah, whatever. I don't know. Does he have a black eye? I don't even know. Did he get hit in the I face? Did I don't think so. Jaw, chin? <laughs> I don't know. But he, he threw a punch. It connected somewhere. But... Not much is going to happen to multi-time champion, yeah. all-star, and defensively the year, Draymond Green. No. Um, probably not. Probably not. Especially not fresh off a new championship. If yeah. the franchise was in turmoil, be like, all right, this guy really is a problem. Let's maybe think about trading him. But yeah, when you've uh, won four, ti- when you've won four titles in the past five, seven, some odd years, yeah, it's easy to overlook something like this, especially when it's been one of the key contributors to those title runs. Yeah. 
They'll be fine. They'll be yeah. fine. And Cam saying he's listening in the middle of nowhere on the road in Utah. BJ, YouTube, you're able to pop out on YouTube now. You can leave the app and have the little pop-up live up there. So he can just yeah. put us to the side if he wants to, if he doesn't want to watch us and just listen. Or he can actually just watch us up like that. So, I mean. He, he did you, say that his reception was kind of stuttering. And so he may have to, if he can't watch it live, he's definitely said he's going to come back and check it out when he gets to his destination. As I would recommend all you right. do if you are trying to listen to the lowdown while driving. But some new capabilities from YouTube. You used to not be able to pop out YouTube like that and explore other apps. You can now, so you can always yeah. listen to the lowdown live now and explore other apps if you want to. Heck yeah. You can do the, Check I us believe out on... you can pop out Periscope on Twitter too. I'm not I think, sure. But yeah, I think Twitch will do that Twitch. as well. You can yeah. Twitch on, on Twitch, yes. So you can do that. A lot of different ways. All right. But yeah, nothing going on there. No. Moving on. A little bit overhyped, in honesty. Yeah. Moving on to the owner. The owner? <laughs> LeBron James saying to Commissioner Adam Silver, I want a team in Las Vegas. Mm. After wowing the crowd at T-Mobile Arena, scoring 23 points in 17 minutes in the preseason game, which we'll get to preseason stuff later. I won't even tell you the score. <laughs> LeBron saved his biggest play for the post-game news conference. Asked about the NBA hosting an exhibition game in Las Vegas, uh, James uh, used the occasion to make a personal plea to Adam Silver, angling to be first in line to own the team if the league ever expands to Sin City. And this is a perfect time to be talking about doing stuff and building in Vegas when you're mm -hmm. fresh off a championship in the city. It's like, Absolutely. you're right. They've been there for about three years, three or four years. They just got a championship. You know what? People love doing stuff in Vegas. We host our summer league there. They love it. Yeah. Everybody goes down there and visits, and they love visiting. We should definitely have a team there. And since yeah. we're bringing back one team, or since we're going to bring one team in, BJ, that's going to give a door opening for the Seattle Supersonics to come Heck on yeah. back. Let's do it. Let's so do it. I, I'm going to rock all... that Supersonics merch day one, man. I'm I'm not even a Supersonics fan like that, but I'm all for it because everybody else wants it. I feel like Absolutely. it deserves team deserves yeah. to be back, and you know I think there needs to be a Vegas affiliate team. That, that Portland so Seattle rivalry was unmatched in the nineties. Right? Yeah, unmatched. It is it is a win win. So I'm down with the owner getting a team once he retires. Yeah. Um, so I mean we're probably we're gonna have to wait like yeah. at least three four years. That would be, and that would have to be the team dropping like immediately once he leaves. I mean, his son just turned 18, so he's not far from touching an NBA floor. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, you're what two years away from this kid touching the NBA floor. So, uh, and they're gonna, he's gonna play at least one with him. So that's mm -hmm. three, you yeah. know. And then let's assume it happens immediately, three and a half, four, mm -hmm. maybe depending on the time of the year. Maybe they have to wait till the next year for the season to start. Let's just say things kick off. It's official in October. They can't start until the next season or whatever, something like that. Yeah. But it's going to be about a handful of years to where a Vegas team well, could kick off. And, and also think about this. Him, him saying this now allows that preparation. You know how long it takes to mm. get everything in place for a team? Him saying it now and showing that interest now, they can already start working on it and building it up. And then, you know, when whenever he decides to retire, they can do an expansion draft and, and everything like that. It's the perfect and, time to yeah, say it. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's already got the plans long term right now. It's just the beginning. It's mm -hmm. I think it's more likely to happen as a result of him 
you know, coming out and saying this than him just, you know, showing interest. I think it's already in the works. I think that's his first big retirement splash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Officially. We're going to remember this five years later that I said this. this. This could be coming back as a clip here in five years. Yeah, right. LeBron's first big retirement splash is him dropping the news that the Las Vegas whatevers are now an NBA team. I, I guess it wouldn't be Las Vegas Centers. I don't think that would necessarily I don't be know the, what they would name it. Uh, well, it Las, be Ace, the Las Vegas Spades. Spades? Yeah, I guess you could do that. Long, that's. I don't long, know. That's, no. Uh, I was Diamonds? And I don't know if that's maybe you might have to go you might have to go with spades if you're gonna stay with the the casino vibes, which you might as well. Well no, you know what? I mean they got got golden knights in H NHL, so you can get creative, I guess. I've got it, I got it. So you going with the the card games. Okay. We're gonna go with the Las Vegas twenty ones for blackjack. Because you know, back in the day they had a minor league baseball team that I'm pretty sure would it be like, like two the, cards or something like besides? Yeah, no. it would be like. I mean, like, that's an alternate like Aces an a, logo already. An a and a K or something like that, or or a uh, A and a Q for, uh, like or an A and a J, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. That'd be interesting. It would be an interesting thing to figure out what the name would be. Las Vegas Snake Eyes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That could be I'm, interesting. I'm gonna toss my hat in the ring for spades. So we're just gonna. Okay. I'm gonna put my hat out there for. All that. right. Okay. Out there for them, well, and then who look. who moves to the Eastern Conference if Seattle and Vegas are coming back? They're definitely going to be in the West. You move uh, Memphis and Minnesota East. Do you think that would be the most likely scenario at this point? Because they are the two easternmost, furthest Western Conference teams. Mm, yeah, probably. I think you'd have to either them or maybe New Orleans, but I don't know yeah. if they want to do New Orleans. I think anything east of the Mississippi River is kind of fair game. Man, I feel like you could get away with doing New Orleans and shipping them east. Yeah. So that could be the spot right there. Yeah. So it'd be interesting. The owner in about five years. Yeah, and and that not only that, I mean, it's he played a preseason game there on Wednesday night, and I think they've got another one here as we record on a Thursday. They're playing uh, Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, and this is not the first time that he has expressed interest in owning a team in Vegas. Back in June, apparently, uh, on his uh, YouTube show, The Shop Uninterrupted, he first revealed the goal of, of wanting a team in Vegas. He's already a part owner of the Red Sox and Liverpool FC, but he wants the team in Vegas. So, you know, and it's it's not, you know, too far-fetched of a reality, Drew, because, mm-hmm. you know, just maybe five years ago, if we were talking about this, it'd be like, oh, he's crazy because they didn't even have the aces. They certainly didn't have the Raiders back then. There wasn't, you know, there's possibility of bringing an MLB team now with, with all the turmoil that's going on in, in the city of Oakland and, and the athletics there. There could be baseball. So, you know, the only major uh, – and then, of course, the, the Golden Knights' first season was about five years ago. They were the first team, I think, the, in the uh, – to go out to Sin City. It's not that far of a, uh, a way, Drew, the reality that we'll have a major, all four major sports will have a franchise in Vegas. And that's something we didn't have even a decade ago. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. Crazy to think about. Something else crazy to think about, BJ, is this next part of this NBA talk we're going to, and that's the fact that Jamal Murray's about to come back and play basketball. Seems like forever since we saw Jamal Murray, and he recently talked about, I mean, exactly that time frame, well, that period in time which we saw him last, which was in the bubble in 2020, 
And, you know, I saw it on Instagram. And I was like, we got to talk about this today because, you know, there's been controversy over the years, you know, people trying to put an asterisk on the championship that year for the Lakers mm-hmm. and stuff and talking about, yeah. you know, that's, you know, that's not a real championship or whatever, the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And Jamal Murray is over here saying that that was the highest level of basketball being played because it was only basketball. And, you know, I don't know where you stand on this topic, but I, I believe that, I mean, I think that he's right. I mean, I think that's more of a time to focus. You know, everybody misses people at that time. You know, I, I get people, you know, dealt with a little more tough than others, but, you know, you're getting paid like you're just you're on you're on like a work trip, basically, in my mind. I mean, you're always traveling in the NBA anyway, so you're you're <laughs> you were you were seldom home anyway, so it's not too much of a big difference so like you can't leave when you want to i get that but um you know it was just time to hone in on your craft and like you saw the best of the best you know do what they do at that time and you saw some of those crumble and you know some you know that that couldn't deal with you know uh being in that bubble but i thought that was i thought bubble was big time basketball and jamal murray was one of those people that completely locked in on his game and you know, brought those nuggets back from that three-one deficit against the Jazz and went crazy like he did. That was that was some absolutely beautiful basketball, and that's really when I when that's when I locked into Jamal Murray, the player. I was like, because I've seen him perform in the playoffs. You know, he's been good, but the Nuggets haven't really gone anywhere, or whatever. Before Jokic came into his own with these back-to-back MVPs, um, but I knew he was a gamer. I knew he was a gamer, and then when they did that comeback, I was just like, man. It wasn't even Jokic who led that. It was Murray that brought yeah. him back. Just a duel of just so many clutch shots. Like, it was just – I have to see that dude play in the finals one day. It's just – I got to see right? all seven games if it goes seven. Uh, it's – what I, I just, I've got to see it because it's just – every time clutch time is coming, he's going to hit some big shots. And he hit them all during that bubble. And I think, you know, the people who – you know, players like LeBron James, you know, you know, when it was just basketball, you know, he was, you know, he was the one leading his team and taking it over. You know, Rondo able to hone in on just basketball, the minds of the game and the people who are really kind of savants and really students who like to really hone in and practice their craft and really have the IQ for basketball are the ones who thrived in the bubble. You know, I've got I've gone back and forth on this. I kind of at first maybe a little bit discredited the bubble, but at the same time, you know, it was an unprecedented thing that they were trying to do where they had to shut down, you know, with with about what was a month and a half or so left in the season when they stopped and and then they come back 4 months after that to regroup and everything like that. Nothing like that had been done before. And so, you know, I give them credit for what they did to come up with a solution. It wasn't necessarily the best of solutions, but at least they were able to get back in there, get it, you know, finish the season and get a champion crown. Um, they, they certainly, you know, made the best out of a terrible situation. I, I've always kind of just, you know, shrugged and said, all right, that's, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say that the Lakers didn't win the championship that year or whatever. It, it just, it happened. It wasn't like an authentic playoff experience, but I, I understand where Murray's coming from. I think he's got a point with his argument because, you know, that's something that you miss in the playoffs when you don't have the atmosphere. You know, that's something that that bubble, it really was focused more on basketball because you didn't have the atmospheres that you have that make it tough in the postseason, going into those hostile road environments and, and you know, the 
home team feeding off the crowd. That gets lost when you play the bubble, and it really just comes down to who's got the best set of skills at that time and who can make that run. I mean, the bubble's where we first really saw the emergence of Phoenix. They were, you know, dead in the water until they got to go to the bubble, and you've seen what they've been able to do. The best team in the league last year, record-wise, in the finals in 2021, and it really started because of that bubble. They finally got together and really figured things out and have, you know, until the series with the Mavericks at least, got things going and, and figured out and were looking like the team to beat. And so I'm not going to discredit the bubble because I think, you know, you saw the emergence of Miami. They were the best team in the East this year, and they came kind of came out of their shell in the, the bubble postseason as well. So all the way to the finals before losing to, to the Lakers – yeah, I, I think Murray's absolutely got an argument, uh, and, and I think he's got a fair point to make. Can't wait to see that dude playing some basketball again this year. It's yeah. been far too long. Less than two and, weeks till the regular season starts up, Drew, if we don't see him in the preseason. Yeah, and, uh, and Kawhi's coming back, too. He's already played some yeah. preseason, I think. Yeah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for BJ's Best. All right. Well, I was going to go a little bit outside the box here today. Uh, As you talked about last week a little bit, Drew, I was at a concert last Friday night. And I uh, I thought about, you know, I got a lot of cool video and everything like that. But I didn't want to subject ourselves to a, uh, you know, a little copyright or anything like that. So I just decided I would showcase some pictures that I got from the show. So I'm going to put them on screen. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple or, or wherever you may be listening to podcasts, I would recommend you check out the YouTube or at least, you know, the Twitch or, or the Twitter for these segments, because I think these are some really cool pictures. I was at the Farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour, Elton John's final performance in the DFW area last Friday night. And uh, I just wanted to kind of showcase some of the the the, the atmosphere. The, the venue was completely packed, Drew. It was Globe Life Field. And I, you know, I've been to a lot of baseball there. I've not seen the uh, stadium packed like that before. I mean, it's almost, it was probably comparable to what Ranger fans saw on on Tuesday when the Yankees were in town and and Aaron Judge was chasing the uh, home run record. So I'm I'm just going to kind of go through and, and show off a little bit of these pictures as we talk about this. But that's kind of what my BJ's best was for this week is, just being at this concert and you can see there in this picture right here, especially, you know, there's a lot of people in the stands and, and the floor is completely packed. It, it's, it's just, it was a, an amazing environment and amazing experience to be a part of because I've been to concerts before, but I've been to concerts at the American airlines center. There's a kind of a little shaky shot or a blurry shot of Elton John on the piano and, and I know, Drew, that we've talked about music before on the show and everything like that. But for me, as a, you know, somebody that enjoys the, you know, some of the classic rock and everything like that, having being at this show just was one of those like cross off the bucket list kind of moments for me. And so I'm, my question to you, as I keep showing some of these pictures is there an artist that you want to see that you've never seen in concert before? We can talk a little music here for a few minutes. I think you're muted, Drew. Uh, you might want to check that. Uh, yes, because I was supposed to see him about 
Oh, man. I think it's been five years now. Five years ago, one of my friends got me a ticket to see Little Wayne for okay. the – it was a January concert. Uh, I don't remember what happened. Like, something, something had happened. Little Wayne had gotten sick or he had gone to – I don't remember. His concert had gotten canceled for the – concert that i was supposed to be going to so i was going to gonna get to see my favorite artist of all time and then the show got canceled so mm. at some point before he stops rapping i need to see little wayne yeah i would absolutely uh advise you to do that if you can even if you have to travel i got lucky that uh that sir elton john was coming to to dfw but i would have traveled uh to go see his show because i've i'd never been i had mm. never been to uh, an Elton John concert before, I'd seen I'd seen artists like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'd seen Fall Out Boy. I'd seen some more you know newer artists that I enjoy and everything like that. But as much as I enjoy classic rock, and and uh, one of the best things, Drew, is that I got to take my mom. My mom loves Elton John. She loves the movie Rocket Man. In fact, somewhere over just to, to my side, uh, Elton John's biography is in here and uh, on the bookshelf. So. Uh, yeah. she's always, she's been a huge fan. And, and so, uh, you know, I kind of just, when, when that concert was announced back in June of last year, I was like, I gotta get tickets. I don't care how much I gotta pay. I'm going to get tickets. And I was fairly pleased with where the seats ended up being. And, you know, for the price that I paid, it, it was not bad. My mom's already asked me, he's like, you know, he's coming back. He's going to be in Houston, San Antonio. Floor seats aren't too much more expensive than uh -huh. what we paid. You want to go again? I'm like, uh -huh. I mean, if you want to pay it, let's do it. I'm right there with you. Let's go again. Heck yeah. So uh, last last ever U.S. concert for Elton John will be in November at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. I believe it's November 20th. And I've got a shirt wow. over here, but I'm not going to. Maybe one day on the, on the podcast, I'll be rocking Elton go. John's shirt. But I wanted to rep the lowdown today. Yeah. So. So that's BJ's best. It's just a uh, just a little gallery slideshow, and I've I've got more video and, and pictures than you know you could drown a monkey with. But I'm <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna overwhelm or anything. I might post them on social media. I just thought it was cool to kind of share a little bit of a look at what the concert was like. So always good to check something off the bucket list. Yes, absolutely. Heck yeah, absolutely, that's a, man. That's a blast. If y'all can if y'all can go again, and you can afford it, man. I say do I'm, it. I, yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I'd said, love his to. His last performance is a month and two weeks away. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Got to get it done. Got to get it done while he's still performing. There was there was somebody at the concert that had said they'd been to like a hundred plus Elton John concerts in their Jeez. life. And I was like, man. And this is my first, and it's on his farewell tour. So those are some Elton John fanatics. Fanatics, indeed. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about those later, but. Um, speaking of fanatics, kind of, um, if you're a fanatic, <laughs> if you're a sports fanatic, you can get down with this NFL action. that's in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns from the Dallas Cowboys, big plays from the Dallas Cowboys, and even <laughs> bigger wins by Cooper Rush. Quarterback New controversy? <laughs> ah, stop it. <laughs> New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Yeah, Drew, and check this out. In addition to the usual bets you can place with DraftKings, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. If you're a fan of the NFL, you want to bet on tonight's Thursday night football action between the Broncos and the Colts. And you think that the Broncos are going to win big because Colts aren't going to have Jonathan Taylor or Shaquille Leonard. Why don't you do that? Why don't you take a, 
a bet that uh, Russell Wilson will throw at least two touchdown passes and the Broncos will cover the spread. Whatever matchup or whatever team that you want to get some money on this weekend, whether it be those Dallas Cowboys taking on the LA Rams, maybe you like the AFC North showdown on Sunday night between Baltimore and Cincinnati, or even mm. if you want to hold off and look at that Kansas City and Vegas matchup on Monday night football. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of action that you can bet this weekend on DraftKings Sportsbook. And to make things even sweeter, Drew, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Drew. I'm going to ask you. We talked about music for BJ's best, and I'm, I'm hoping that maybe we don't have another music segment. But as always, it's time to explore the grand wonders of what's on Drew's mind. Well, 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 BJ, as you know... There are a lot of things always on my mind, but specifically today, I'm going back to those hashtag national days that okay. I've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And today is National Coaches Day. Coaches? Coaches. National okay. Coaches Day. BJ, do you have a favorite coach that you had in your life? Oh, I've I've got several that I can think of that have been you know made you have an impact. One on that sticks out above the rest. Or I you have well, a I, collection. I have a collection, but I'll mention one who's no longer with us. I'd like to okay. give give a, a big shout out and a rest in peace to uh, Coach Gary Rolston, one of the uh, one of my favorite coaches and, and teachers I had back in high school at Rockwall. So um, we lost him. Actually, it's been about 10 years ago now, uh, he, he lost him early in my senior year. He had a health complication after surgery, but he, he made a big impact. I had him twice. I was lucky enough to have him for uh, world geography in freshman year. And then for us history, my junior year. Um, and he was, you know, fantastic. He served, uh, for the United States in, in Vietnam and, and, uh, just, you know, it, you learned history, but it never felt like you were learning like from a book or anything like that. He had a way of taking what you needed to learn and, and being able to make you seem it, you know, make you interested in it for the entirety of the class. And I just, I hate that there were, you know, I mean, he, I know he'd still be teaching right now if, if he hadn't died. There are so many, you know, classes, generations uh, of students that, did not get to have him as a as a teacher that that are are missing out because he was fantastic. Who is your favorite coach that you've ever interviewed? Oh, favorite coach I've ever interviewed. I know that if any of the coaches that I have interviewed listen to this podcast, they don't hear their name, they might get a little upset. You want to go by sport then? Let's say uh, we can do sport. We can do sport. Um, for football. Oh, man. I got to talk to Jeff Munkin of Army a few years ago after okay. the Armed Forces Bowl. He is always a fantastic interview. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Um, I've, I've also gotten lucky enough to ask Frank Solich, a legendary coach at Nebraska. He was actually at Ohio at this point. Got to ask him a question or two after the uh, Frisco Bowl about four or five years ago now. Um, I've talked with, you know, 
Colby Carthel, David Bailiff, the, the former A&M Commerce coach and current A&M Commerce head coach. Um, and, and then of course the, the coaches that I've talked to as, as part of being a, uh, you know, the pro- broadcaster for the Crandall Pirates, that would be uh, Joe Carey and uh, Kyle Harden. So I, I can't pick a favorite one, but I do want to give them all props and, and they've, they've put up with me and tolerated me at least. But if I had to pick one, I think Monken was, was my favorite interview just because, you know, what, what he's done with the uh, United States army and, and being the catch coach of that team, you know, I got to give him mad props. Mine is mine would probably be Kurt Miller from the Connecticut sun, just because okay. of the specific time in which it happened. It, I did it live in my in my first home playoff game, you know, at you mm-hmm. know Dallas's arena. So just yeah. like first home WNBA playoff game and in the playoffs, you know, uh, one of the better coaches in the league, uh, recent coach of the year. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just one of those one of those cool moments right there. Yeah. that just just sticks up. Um, as far as like basketball, I mean, you you went with basketball there, but. So I thought thought you might might say uh, our good friend Jason Burton, who has been on the pod, friend of the show. Oh man, I, I yeah, enjoy I enjoy always, always having him on. Him and him and Mark Keith Brown were always good mm-hmm. interviews. Yes, always yeah. always good interviews for sure. We gotta have him um, on before their season starts up oh, again. For sure, they're gonna he's gonna be on here. Yeah. Um, in the football space, mm-hmm. um, I don't think I ever got to talk to Carthel when he was at Commerce. Mm-hmm. I did do bailiff. Um, let's see, what didn't you? Didn't you? Did you interview To or did you just meet him? I just met him. I didn't interview okay. him. Okay. So I don't know if I've had a ton of football interviews. So I mean, I guess yeah. by default, bailiff has to be there. I guess. I don't yeah. Know. I don't yeah. know. I guess because when I did the, when I was at the national championship games, I was photographing mm-hmm. each time. Yeah. And and when I went to the Frisco Bowl, I was photographing for you guys. Mm-hmm. So well, you know, I actually I did fo- I did photographing one time, so I thought maybe you got an ask. Oh, a which question. one was it? It was the Eastern Washington and North Dakota State Championship game. Uh, I thought you were hmm. you were doing the uh, you were up in the box for that one, and I thought maybe you. Got I don't remember. Interview. Yeah, we got so many stories, and and we can go back in the, in our archive and past and everything like that. We could we could spend an hour talking just about. Our past college experiences and whatnot. And so. and since I'm interviewing him right now or recently, Coach Faircloth at Silver Springs, he he can Absolutely. he can get tossed on in here. He he get he he's got some coach speak every now and then. Coach, you know you do. It's all right. Yeah, it's um, all right. But no, he he can he can give you some really some really good insightful information. He, keep, he's a, he's he keep, a good interview. He keeps winning especially, games. I don't care if it's coach speak. Especially when you ask him a good question, and he's like, "Ah, oh, yes," and he, and he'll go in for a minute on. So I, I like mm-hmm. those. Um, yeah, and ba- bailiff. I, the last time I talked with him, uh, I asked him a simple question, and he gave me like a two and a half minute answer. I was like, "Yes, finally, thank you. Yeah. I don't have to fill too much time now." <laughs> yeah, so. um, and BJ, as you know, since we went to commerce, we know quite a bit of coaches. You know, we we were in the sports realm all all a bit. You know, whether it's interviewing them or photographing their team or talking about them on the radio. We were around a, a litany of coaches at mm-hmm. AM Commerce from Jason Burton and Mark Heath Brown and their various assistants over the years yeah. to, uh, you know, Coach Carthel's era in the national championship. Mm-hmm. Bailiff, as we just mentioned, who's yeah. currently there. 
Special um, shout out to uh, Richie Brewster, former softball. I was softball just about to say Richie Brewster in softball, photographed mm-hmm. his team. You called the games. For two years, yes, sir. And uh, Coach Rose for the men's basketball team. Mm-hmm. And and so, Sam Walker before him. And I don't know Sam if you got Walker, to I was not in the Sam okay. Walker era. Well, I, I think I've, inter- I've interviewed him before, yes. Yeah. I didn't but get, not I, as a coach. I think I interviewed him once as a coach, and then it was the, the first year of Rose. I got a couple interviews with Rose. Yeah. So. so we've we've known some some solid coaches in our time Absolutely. at A&M Commerce. Um, I've also known some some dope coaches of the teams that I've gotten to cover over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, Dallas Mavericks, Dallas Wings. Yeah. Uh, I've asked a I've asked a question to both Rick Carlisle and Jason Kidd uh, since they've been coaches at the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Which one was yeah, your favorite to ask a question to? Um. Oof. Did did kid did kid give you a uh, you know a better answer or what did he was he better about answering the question than Carlisle? Carlisle always kind of especially if he was in a mood, it seemed like he would be like snappy or or like you know. Yes, quit. because I asked him after I lost. So uh, I'm gonna go with Jason. I wish he he's super soft spoken, even more mm-hmm. than my brother. So yeah. it's hard to hear, and I wish he would have given a little more, but. He probably wasn't expecting that type of question. So, yeah. Um, and all the Dallas Wings <laughs> coaches that have come through now over the years. What, four uh, of them now? Fred Williams to the few games of Taj McWilliams Franklin to Brian Agler to now here and gone Vicky Johnson. Um, and there's about to be a fifth interviews. one that you'll ask here next season. Favorite one of those has so far been Fred Williams for sure, okay. by far. Yeah. And I wish I had more time with him that year. Yeah. Um, in my, that was my first year. But maybe you know, we could try to get him on the podcast. It's been good to see. I, I don't know. He's a busy man. Yeah, that's um, true. But I have gotten to see him. I got to go in the in the Sparks side when he was the interim head coach for the rest mm-hmm. of the year this season. So I've got to, to see him again. So that was that was cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, National Coaches Day. You know, we've had a bunch of coaches throughout the course of our. Our, our lives, BJ, and the, mm-hmm. the, the teams that we're, we're fans of, you know, all our Dallas teams, you know, our college teams, you know, you're you probably you might have a tie to the TCU coach, you know, me. Actually, I'm, yeah, I actually I'm did meet uh, Gary Texas Patterson. Fan. I did uh, meet Gary Patterson about seven years ago. He's not the head coach at, at TCU any longer, but I did. I did meet him. I didn't interview him or anything. But yeah, so that was pretty cool. But yeah, just to just to know all these coaches and, you know, we're just, we're fans of these other teams. So we know what we uh you know do you have you know, a teams that we like last question for you on this subject before we move hey. on did you have a uh, a coach that kind of made an impact on you like in the high school or middle school days that you still remember i, I talked about mine but i don't know if you got to so this um, is what's on your mind yes in a way uh mm-hmm. when i was like a specific impact just because i got you know just had a talk with him uh one day in uh, in high school just Got to completely, you know, let off my shoulders a lot of things that I was feeling, and I didn't get yeah. to to talk about frustrations with the other coach, you know, whatever, you know, lack yeah. of uh, usage, you know, whatever, the the up and down playing, whatever, yeah, was all of it, everything built into it. So, I mean, that was it was big of him as a coach to you know sit down with me in the basketball stands and like literally cry with me as I'm you know upset and and feeling like i was being treated unfairly so i mean he's he, he he'll always stick out as the guy who listened 
Uh, he was a funny coach. You know, he was fun to play for. I mean, he wasn't necessarily a basketball coach, but, mm-hmm. you know, I still had fun playing, you know, under him because, you know, of the guy he was. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Well, and, and that's and, the thing uh, that... And just to listen like that, that makes a difference, you know, in, in kids' lives. And now this within this segment, this National Coaches Day, I also wanted to send out a message to the coaches out there just to, like, you know, be, you know, more cautious of, you know, who you're coaching and like, it's not always, you don't always have to stick to everything that you think, you know, you can always adapt to the kids and like, you know, some people, yes, that yelling, it might, it might motivate them, but it ain't going to motivate everybody else. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe that motivation for those, some that don't do the yelling, maybe some need that yelling and, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. you got to do to adjust to your athletes is kind of what you should do instead of, you know, driving kids out of sports. Cause we're trying to, trying to get a lot more kids to play sports, especially girls in sports. 100%. So um, it's all up to to coach to do that. And, you know, starting at the young age is is super important. So I, I appreciate the coaches in Silver Springs this year. For doing the uh, the leagues over the summer, you know, soccer starting a league, basketball getting continuous, football doing constant work, and all the other sports staying active as well. Yeah. That's it, it's about you know starting with those those youth. Uh, so absolutely, uh, want to put the message out there to coaches today. Shout and out to y'all. And what you talked about, just that experience there, that sticks with you all this time later. That's an under you know an undervalued trait that coaches have to have is that the ability just to you know, I mean, I'm not saying that it happens a lot, but there are some cases where, you know, there are athletes that their only, you know, prominent male role model is that coach. And, you know, that's that's something that can't be, you know, understated how much of an impact, you know, a coach can have on, uh, you know, not just an athlete's life, but a student's life, you know, just anybody's life, really. And so that I'm, I'm glad that you told that story, Drew, because that's something that, you know, that thankfully I, I didn't have to, you know, I don't have a, a memory like that of, of, you know, talking with a coach and on the, you know, the basketball stands and, and, and crying it out. But that's, that's one thing that a coach should be there for. And in case, of, you know, somebody needs that. Yes, indeed it is important. Uh, that's all I've got for what's on Drew's mind today. Uh, good, stuff, can... good stuff. Go ahead and transition to some NBA preseason. BJ preseason started this past Friday when we dropped mm-hmm. the last episode. Yeah, and I don't, I can't tell you how many games have gone on. I'm just there's there's been a lot of playing. I don't know how many. I, maybe teams have played maybe a couple, a few at most since then. I've seen the Warriors on here a couple of times, not three just yet. They play a third one not until. Sunday, so I mean, probably a lot of teams have played a couple of games, and our Dallas Mavericks recently won a game over the Thunder, 98-96, led by Jaden Hardy's 21 points. Um, didn't get to watch that one, got to see the some stats from you know Mavericks fans as the game was going on uh, last night. So. But it's good to hear that you know we can get some stuff done. <laughs> See, I just, better, I just better hear about Mavericks wins and losses in any. Absolutely, capacity. especially against a, a good young team like the Thunder. I just counted up as of recording right now. There have been twenty three preseason games played uh, over the last week or so, and there will be some more here as we record on a Thursday. There's going to be some more tonight. Um, obviously, the big kind of matchups that you're going to see. Uh, they're actually being televised by ESPN. Uh, you've got a game between the Heat and the Nets in Brooklyn, and then there's a game between 
the Timberwolves and the Lakers over in Las Vegas. And, you know, those Lakers not having gotten a preseason win despite LeBron and, and company playing the other night when, when LeBron made his, his comments about, you know, owning that team in, in Vegas. Um, but yeah, I talk going back to the Mavericks. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of what you want to see, especially from Jaden Hardy coming in as a rookie, but how about Christian Wood 16 and 13 boards uh, for the Mavericks. And, you know, I, I, I know we talked about last week as, as he, he's going to be uh, coming off the bench as the sixth man, but he keeps balling out like this, and they might have to reconsider at least, you know, the minutes. They, they might start JaVale McGee, and then the first time out, Christian Wood comes in for a good long spell, and then JaVale comes back in. I don't know. It's they're, they're, They got two guys that really could be your starting center. I did see just McGee. I did see one highlight of uh, Christian Wood where he got it in the paint and was posting up, and Dorian Finney had slid over wide open for a wing three, and he didn't he didn't see him or look to pass it out. So mm. I think uh, you know Christian Wood this preseason is about breaking out of the habits of being on a bad team and not you know looking to kick out for shooters or anything like that because that's going to yeah. be open. I mean once Just, he's yeah. once he starts eating down low and they're going to start doubling him or trying to reach in or whatever that kick out's always going to be there somebody's going to be open for that all the time no matter yep. if it's javel trying to do a hook shot or whatever down low off a rebound or something somebody's or going to be open out, outside yeah. for a shot to yeah. create something and and he did have an assist but i think the more he watches the film and kind of sees okay and when right. they got it on me look outside because there's a guy open like you said you know he's he's gonna he could i'm not saying he's gonna get a triple double but he could get pretty darn near close the way that he he played last night with his ability to clean up the boards and, and get points and if he just adds in that extra element that is going to be crucial to this Jason Kidd offense, it may, we might see Luca and Christian Wood at some point this year both get a triple double in the same game. Out, it's going to be know. tough. It's going to be tough. I don't but know if it happens, that. I'd like to come back and clip this one. Yeah, I don't know about that, but I can see Chris. If Christian Wood can average about three borderline four assists a game, that's excellent. No matter, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Giving you like a double double a night, and but he's yeah. able to kick that out to your guys. That'll be important. And some yeah. little shuffle inside too, if they ever have him and McGee on the floor at the same time. You know, you know, maybe they could do that front court action with each other. I don't know. Well, but. And you also think about how much the Mavs are selfless as a team. Wood will get a board and he'll pass it back out when he gets the double, and then you know, Finney Smith will kick it to Bullock, who will kick it to Luca at the top of the key for the jumper. So you'll get like four assists on the same shot, but it won't go to Christian Wood. And But Christian Wood cleaning up the paint will, will be what leads to a three-pointer instead of a, you know the easy two or whatever. And I, I, I think I, it's possible to see that. I did finally find the master list of the records in the preseason so far. We've got five teams that are 0-2. Mm-hmm. Bucks, Blazers, Hornets, Wizards, Lakers. Yeah. Wonderful. Who put stock into the preseason? Not really me. Not us. Not, not really us. anybody. So, although I did laugh a little bit when uh, Phoenix lost to the uh, who was it? The Adelaide? Is that? Yep, yeah, I did. I uh, was it? Was it Phoenix? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, that was funny. And uh, I had put a bet on one of the games um, when the Clippers were playing this other team. I think it's uh, Renahan, Maccabi, Renan, or whatever. Well, mm-hmm. However you pronounce that. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> and I won that one, so that was cool. But 
other than that, preseason players just getting some work in. You know, if you got some developmental guys you want to watch, I mean, like for us, it's it's a Jaden Hardy, it's a it's a Christian Wood, how they're looking uh, when Javale comes back and plays, see how he looks with our guys. You know, that's what we're looking for in the preseason. If we lose, who cares? I mean, it's just a preseason right now. Exactly. It's not really going to matter. Exactly. We got 82 games, and we got a Luca that didn't even play either, so it's not like it matters. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, we want to talk about it a little bit to bring some light upon it. There's still some preseason games going on. Season starts in 11 days, 10 days uh, from the podcast debut of this episode. Mm-hmm. And um, 10 days from right now to get in those fantasy drafts, ladies and gentlemen. You are mm-hmm. running out of time. Mr. Yeah. BJ is back with us again for another year of fantasy basketball. And the dumpster fire is going to make the playoffs this year. No, I'm calling no, it right now. No. Come on, man. This is gonna, this, a, gonna, this is gonna go on our lulls of the year. You gotta power through. Um, but now, ladies the, the and gentlemen, less, it is, the less faith I put in my team, the better. <laughs> it is now time for with it or quit it. Woo! And we're back to the format where I, myself, BJ, ask Drew five questions about various topics, whatever they may be. Mm. I'm gonna give it to Drew, and Drew is gonna tell me if he is with it. Or quit it. No pause. I'm wearing socks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All jokes aside, are you ready, Drew? Yeah. Number one. So I'm going to talk about baseball to start off because we have our playoff bracket all shaped up nicely. End of the regular season was Wednesday. Playoffs start today. MLB playoffs are kicking off with the wild card round. It's a best of three series, but we're going to skip past the wild card round, and we're going to talk about this question, Drew. One of the top four seeds in the postseason, that would be the Dodgers, the Braves, the Astros, or the Yankees, one of those four teams will be eliminated prior to the league championship series. So they're going to go down in an upset before they even have a chance to get to the World Series. Are you with it, or are you going to quit it? And if so, who do you think it's going to be if you're with it? With it, give me the Yankees. You think the Yankees are going to fall before the league championship series? Yeah. You want to know who they could potentially play before you make this uh, statement? Tell me. Okay. So they will take on the winner of the series between the Cleveland Guardians or the Tampa Bay Rays. That's the best of three this weekend. And then the division series will start next week on Tuesday, I believe. Still taking the Yankees. You still think the Yankees are going to lose? Really? Yankees. I don't have faith in the Yankees. And as soon as they lose, Aaron Judge is leaving. Yeah. Where do you think he ends up? That's going to be another interesting question. Wish he'd be a fucking Texas Ranger. (laughs) You know, I mean, he's got a historic moment here. He could have a whole lot more if he wants to come to Earth. I'd pee myself. Think about it. Think about it, Aaron. The time is now. The time time is now. You see what what they were able to do with with Simeon and Seager in the lineup? You had Aaron Judge, and the whole team is going to just pop. Yeah, give us some decent pitching. Come on, Jack Ladder Colwyn. Come on. Yeah. We're Come gonna on. get Kumar Rocker rocking in here before you know it too. So, hey, buddy. all right, all right. Number two. two. You know, as we're into autumn now, we're into fall, but it may not feel like it with temperatures dang near near the nineties as we uh, record on a Thursday. But you know, it doesn't mean that you can't get yourself a nice fall beverage from uh, a coffee shop or anything like that. And so the question, Drew, you hear a lot of talk about it this time of year. Pumpkin spice. The statement is pumpkin spice beverages are overrated. With it or quit it. Beverages? 
Uh, yeah, most uh, mostly you hear the latte, but I've heard like cold brew and there's there's all kinds of things. You oh, can there do. is a lot of pumpkin spice things. Like there are pumpkin spice waffles. But mm -hmm. yes, I would say yes, I'm with it. Okay, they do. Yeah, I, I I'm not really a big fan of the the one and only pumpkin spice latte I had. So I'm right there with you, honestly. I think it's I think it gets a lot of hype and it doesn't necessarily need it. All right, number three. Uh. I'm going to shift gears, talk some college football. This weekend, Drew, the Red River Showdown goes down in the Cotton Bowl Stadium in Dallas. And the statement that you have to ask yourself, are you with it or are you going to quit it? But the Texas Longhorns will beat Oklahoma this weekend in the Red River Showdown. Quit it. Quit it? Really? Every, only because every time I pick Texas, they lose. Okay. I can I understand have, that. That's, that's how that one's got to go. Just for reference, Quinn Ewers is expected to play. Dylan Gabriel for Oklahoma yes. might not. So maybe this answer will bring us to victory. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe so. The, the old reverse jinx. If the you old reverse. <laughs> All right, number four. So we talked about when uh, LeBron James wants to have a basketball team in Vegas and what the name could be. Well, this question goes back to uh, some of those – card games in vegas or or elsewhere and the question drew blackjack is the best card game to play when you are in vegas with it Jeez. or quit it <laughs> if you want to stress yourself out with it <laughs> i'm gonna say with it though anyway i'm addicted to it i well no i'm not addicted i was to about it. to say 1-800 gamblers <laughs> it's just <laughs> a pain like it's it can be cruel to you so if you yeah. can if you can if you can deal with it then all the power to you if you got Otherwise, if you got the stress level for it yeah if you can if you can handle all that all right awesome i don't play a whole lot of card games but i do find myself enjoying blackjack quite a bit hold them yeah. is hold them is is uh you gotta have a good good poker face and i think my face is too honest to to play poker i, I i'd give away what my cards are it is what I play most often. Gotcha. Okay. And last but not least, number five. All right. You remember back in March, the excitement of two Dallas teams in the postseason playing on the same, around the same time where you'd have one one night and the other and the other night or whatever. Well, Drew, the with it or quit it for this last time today. We're going to see that again this year because both the Stars and the Mavericks will return to the playoffs this season. They're both about to oh, start up. Uh, you know, we talked about, I think NHL starts up next week and basketball is a week after. We got to see that again with it or quit it. Glad I'm not gambling on this. I'm with it though. I'm with okay. it. You got to get a little bit better stars so that we can go both teams into the second round and beyond again this year. Yeah. So, all right, I'm with it too. I'm I'm gonna have faith. I got a whole bunch of star shirts that I got uh, also on on T Public uh, for the season, and of course I got a lot of Mavs gear. I also wear rock the lowdown if I go to a Mavs game. There you go. And also, Drew, if if you want to get some new gear for your teams, yeah, you hit up Fanatics. That's right. We all like to hit up Fanatics, my man. We got any fresh shipping codes on Fanatics right now, PJ? Let me uh, that's what I was just about to say, Drew. I think we do. I'm going to go back and double check. Looks like right now, Drew, you can get up to 65% off. We don't have a 
a shipping code. But right now on Fanatics, you can get up to 65% off with code Apple. That is good hey. through the rest of the day Thursday. But then tomorrow, as this podcast drops, depending upon what time you may be listening on Spotify or Apple, wherever you may be listening, if you're listening between the hours of midnight to noon, you can get 30% off as it's a timed coupon. You got to beat the clock. So remember these times, 30% off between midnight and noon. From noon to 6, you can get 25% off. And from 6 p.m. to midnight, you can get 20% off. So if you want the best deals, got to get through that 10, that 12-hour window between midnight and noon here on Friday and use promo code ZIP30. It's the Zip Promo Bar Takeover. Zip 30 between the hours of midnight to noon. Zip 25, noon to 6. Zip 20, 6 p.m. to midnight to get the subsequent percentages off your total. So if you want to get rock some new Fanatics gear, now's the time. Go get yourself up to 65% off today and throughout the rest of the weekend on Saturday and Sunday. But if you want to get 30% off everything, for sure, the time coupon starts tonight at midnight and goes through Friday at noon. Got to beat go. the clock. Got to beat the clock. And beat the clock. Right on the homepage, you got some stuff you might want to take a look at, too. I mean, some salute to service gear for the NFL on here. Mm -hmm. Some new Nikes. Nike Zoom Pegasus 39s in a, different, Ooh, yeah. a bunch of different colors. Some Aaron Just single season home run mm -hmm. record memorabilia. Come yeah. on now. It's all right here front and center for you at Fanatics. And ladies and gentlemen, that's actually – we're going to conclude our show with this fanatics love as well and we want the love from you if you aren't following us on social media make sure you go do that show us some love drop us a follow and subscribe wherever you uh have access where if you got all those platforms cool if you only got three out of five cool we'll take your three out of five follows <laughs> uh we're over there on tiktok instagram twitter youtube and twitch so make sure you guys go get plugged in with the lowdown you know that's what we'll have all the information that you need uh, on those platforms, live shows and things on Twitch and YouTube, and more informational on Twitter and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not already, make sure you rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you're an Apple listener, Spotify users, I'm sorry you can't review for us. I wish you could, but you can You can rate. You do have the Give ratings on there star. available on there right now. But all you Apple, Apple, Apple listeners... Come over to Apple and give us a rating and review. We'd love to hear from you guys. And we, we post about our reviews as well. We've, we've put one from one of my friends, Josh Rodriguez, on our social media as well. And we're going to continue to do that. So the more we hear from you and you guys show love, um, I mean, we'll let everybody know and, and broadcast uh, you know, our listeners, which are you guys out there who is, who is uh, taking the time to show us love like that and leave those reviews. So also don't forget, it. no, now that we're into October, we got to get a mailbag monthly uh, going again. So if you want to be featured in the mailbag monthly, get your questions for uh, maybe you want to get some with it or quit it questions for the two of us to answer. That's right. Whatever maybe you want us to talk about in the mailbag, get that in before the end of the month. That's at lowdown the that's lowdown T-H-A at gmail.com. We'll be on the lookout for it. That's right. And that's gonna do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. We will get we will see you next week. Peace.